it's making us stay inside longer and it's making me want to go out and slap some people. And we don't advocate that. We're not, we're joking when we say that. You're joking. But. (laughs) Welcome to episode 39 of Live It or Waste It. I am David Guggenheim. And I'm Dave Wine. And this is now the show about wanting so badly to go out to a restaurant. (laughs) If you are struggling with wanting to go out to a restaurant and are looking for tips and strategies on how to make the most out of this difficult time, then this is the show to follow. Join us on our new journey of learning to live it during this pandemic with the help of the Live It or Waste It community. Greetings and salutations to the Live It or Waste It community. Welcome listeners, welcome subscribers, welcome to people who are just listening for the very first time. Uh, This is a great place to be. We're all over the web now. We're doing videos. We're doing videos. We're big time now. One of our members of the community said that they they appreciated seeing our ugly mugs. So I, I you forget about that. I've been in radio for so many years. I forget that people want to see what you look like. And yes, here we are. Here we are. Faces for radio. And if you want to see those faces for radio, go to Facebook. Search Live It or Waste It Now. That'll take you to our page and you give us a like and you will be able to see all the content there and be able to consume the videos on a weekly basis. There you go. How about that? Don't forget about Instagram. Yeah, we're on Instagram. So we, we try to put up new, fresh Instagram-only content up there as well for, for folks there. You ready for the weekly affirmation, Mr. Guggenheim? Let's do the weekly affirmation. Everyone take a deep breath in. Hold it. And release. We have a choice. To live it or to waste it. That is up to us. Right now, we are being tested. How are we going to react to this unprecedented moment in history? with a whimper or a roar. None of this is easy, but we do what is necessary. We make the sacrifices. We put us before me. We listen, but remain unattached. This is still our time, and we will do our best. That's how we live it. That's how we live it. That's how we live it, my friend. Word of the week. Word of the week. Mask. And David Wine is donning his mask. It's, I see Batman. Batman. I got the Super Friends mask. Yeah, I see the Batman. I think, uh, is there, is that Wonder Woman on the side there? Sure is. Look at that. Super Friends. Super friends. Word huh? of the week. Did, have we even mentioned the word of the week yet? Did we mention that or word of the week? Word of the week. Mask. 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 Not a Halloween mask. Not a Batman mask. A mask that covers your nose and mouth so that you don't 
expel your corona germs on everyone else. Keep your droplets to yourself. Please. Please. And your stank breath. Who would have thought that we would have learned so much about droplets? And the way we combat droplets is by wearing a mask. Wear a mask. I still see people without masks on out. Yeah. There are people that, there are people who not only are not wearing masks, that they are righteously not wearing masks in confrontation with us trying to get done with this coronavirus and move past without another outbreak coming around the bin. You know, these masks are quite uncomfortable. I can see why people don't want to wear them. (laughs) (laughs) They they are uncomfortable and they kill your ears and they kill you all sorts of places. I don't want to get into my, I have some made by my mom. You know, she ran out of elastic, so I have to tie them on the back of my head, just like Sanjay Gupta at CNN told me to do. And, it, you know, I tied them too tight, but I don't want to untie them because I did a double knot. Oh, boy. It's a whole thing. Those double knots will get you. Yes, they will get you. But, you know, and this is interesting. You write in our show notes, it isn't about courtesy, it's about safety. And you're absolutely right. It's not about courtesy. It is about safety. And that's why we're doing it to keep ourselves and other people around us safe. Yes. But it also was courteous. I mean, you might have the coronavirus. You might not even know it. You might not have any symptoms and you might be expelling, you know, the virus, the viral load into the air. And so it is about courtesy because it's not like you could tell what a corona person looks like and what a corona person doesn't look like. So it's safety and courtesy as far as I'm concerned. And I just think it's getting to be more and more rude when people decide not to wear it. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I agree. I think that uh, it doesn't take much. You're not out for that long. Just put on a freaking mask. Wear the mask, people. Maintain and maintain your six feet distance. And it's difficult. I mean, stay in the, I think when people put the mask on, you're more likely to get within that six feet of other people because you feel that there's some sort of level of protection. But it really isn't much of a protection about get, getting the, the virus. So we really shouldn't fool ourselves that the mask is preventing us from getting sick. It's just hopefully if you are sick, preventing other people from getting sick. So, yes, it's, it's lessening the chance that you can spread it to someone else. That's, that's the thing. And we have to stop spreading it. Yeah. If we want to get outside, we have to stop spreading it to more people. That's how it works. So going to the beach and going to parties and going to wherever you're going to gather is not helping. It is serious, and we do want to uh, maintain that mask. And we're all trying to get get on with a new normal, and masks are part of the new normal, like it or not. And I don't think any of us like it, but it's just the way it is. Yes, so please, everyone do their part. Keep up the good fight. Topic of the week. Topic of the week. Self-awareness. Are you self-aware? Do you think you're self-aware? Well, guess what? There's a good chance we found out you're not. There is a good chance you're not. There's a good chance we're not. There's a good chance we think we are. There's a great chance that we think we are. 
excellent chance that we think we are. Right. Whether that is true or not, well, that remains to be seen. And this is all coming from the video of the week that we were referencing earlier to increase your self-awareness in the, the video of the week. Video of the week. Video of the week. Increase your self-awareness with one simple fix by Tasha Yurik. This is a TEDx Mile High TEDx talk. You got to love the TEDx. I love the TEDx and Tasha Yurik blew my mind with this with this video. Right? Did you have the same kind of reaction? As usual, I mean, I'm lazy. I look at how long the video is and I'm like, you, wine is going to make me sit here for 17 minutes and watch a video. <laughs> like I was like 17 minutes. Hey, sometimes I give you hour long videos, so you should be grateful for a 15 minute video. And it, it really, it's just 15 minutes. I mean, it's if you're drinking a cup of coffee, just drink a cup of coffee and, and watch this video on your phone. But she brought the goods. You know, when I was sitting there, I'm like, okay, we better have the goods here if I'm going to sit here and, and spend my 17 minutes watching this video. And she did it. And increase your self-awareness with one simple fix. That is absolutely true. With one simple thing that you could do completely changes your outlook on yourself. Self-awareness. What does it really mean to be self-aware? Tasha is a researcher. And so what she was talking about on the TEDx stage was, was referencing the research that she'd put in. So this isn't just a matter of her opinion. This is something that the research has borne out. And it wasn't what they were looking for or this is what they found wasn't what they expected right not at all quite the opposite actually right but let's talk about what self-awareness really means it's the ability for us to see ourselves clearly to really understand who we are how others see us and our place in the world and that is not, that's probably the hardest thing for a person to do. We do things or we behave in ways that are not appropriate or that are detrimental to ourselves, but we don't want to accept that we do it so that we have to do something about it. Right. We rationalize it in our heads to explain away our behavior, to normalize it in our own mind, to justify our actions, our reactions, you know, how we might have been victimized, you know, in the world. It's that, that outside force that's controlling our luck and our way of, of life. And it's not us who are making the wrong choices or just choices that aren't uh, moving us forward. But instead, we try to blame it on some kind of outside situation that's out of our control. Yeah, the, the boss is a jerk or the corporate structure was unfair or, you know, it's politically, you know, tainted. Or just something magical, like I'm just not a lucky person. I'm unlucky, you know. So many of us are 
tainted by that magical thinking. You're, you're absolutely right. So what does self-awareness give us when, when we have true self-awareness? Self-awareness gives us power. There's comfort in knowing ourselves. And what's interesting is Tasha's research shows that people who are self-aware have stronger relationships, are more fulfilled, more creative, more confident, and are better communicators. Now, everyone, I'm going to say everyone in our audience wants to have all those qualities, I'm sure. And if you are truly self-aware, you are less likely to lie, cheat, or steal. You're more likely to perform better at work, more promotable, and more effective leaders in more profitable companies. Now that seems like, okay, that makes sense. That coincides with someone you think would be self-aware, that they would know themselves well enough to do what it would take to be successful and to do the right thing and not have to lie. You know, if you're self-aware, you don't, there's no reason for you to lie. There's no reason for you to try to get ahead by doing something shady. Scheming. Yes. So what um, Tasha found in her research, though, one was that there are two types of people, those who think they're self-aware and those who are. And those who make up the self-aware people is 15% of the population. 15%, one five, not five zero. Right. One five. And it's something like 80% of people say they're self-aware. That's not a lot of people, David. No, that's not a lot of people. And it, it makes us wonder, you know, are you amongst the 15%? And I think most of us think we are. Um, actually, if you go to Tasha's website, and I don't have it, I think it's TashaYurik.com. Um, she has a free test there uh, that you can go and take that... Uh, shows you if you're self-aware or not. I mean, I, I took a little bit of it. I was self-aware enough to think to think I'm not taking the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> you were self-aware enough to know you weren't going to be self-aware enough to pass the test. I, I didn't like I didn't like the test. I didn't like the test. I was going to say that that test is is what they gave the subjects in their research, right? Well, before we get that to that I I I think did we say which one are you or just talking to, to the audience? Because for the audience, I mean, where do you really honestly, let's, let's all have a come to Jesus moment here. Are you self-aware? Which one are you? Are you in the 15% or are you in the remainder? It's an interesting conundrum. It is. And, and I encourage the Live It or Wasted community to go out and take that test themselves. And I'd love to hear their results in the comments section below yeah well you know what what we'll do we'll we'll link the test on the facebook page and then take the test and then comment below the post on how how you did there you go see another reason why to go to that facebook page all right but one of the cruxes of this, and, and, and this something that you want to latch onto, is she also studied the relationship between introspection and happiness, stress, and job satisfaction. And that's one of the big points she gets into in the video, is in, introspection. 
are introspective people inherently more self-aware? No. No. <laughs> no. You would think that you would think those go hand in hand, right? I would think that if you are truly happy, you're an introspective person who who understands yourself and self-aware people would be introspective. Yeah, it makes sense. But what she found was that that is not the case. Yeah, what she found is that people who were more introspective were more depressed, stressed, more unsatisfied with their job. And these, these elements increased the more they were introspective. The more you delved into why am I like this, why am I like that, turn within, the more unhappy that you are. And I find that to be a very, I'm a look forward type of person. I don't look back a lot. Um, and I've been thinking that that was a detriment for me, mm -hmm. that I needed to be more introspective and spend more time on, on, on the, on the whys of, of the world. Uh, so this in, in many ways is very freeing to know that the introspective road is one that will lead to things like depression, stress, and unsatisfaction in your life. I totally agree with you because we think that, like you said, constantly asking why, why did this happen? Why Am I going through this? Why did I go through that? Why didn't I get out of that situation earlier? What she found was self-analysis can trap you in this loop because you can constantly ask yourself why and create these alternative facts about the situation, which in turn just keep you asking why. You're stuck in a loop because there is no why. And if you come up with a why it probably is false. You've probably crafted something. And she, she talks about some research into why, why that's the case, that we fool ourselves into believing our own BS, even though we're not coming at it trying to create BS. It's just that's how the mind works, that we try to fill in the gaps and make sense of things, and that becomes a fiction. And understanding ourselves... True self-awareness can't be based on fiction because we can't control the why. We're not looking at our own agency in the why. The why is being done to us by outside actors who have whatever motivation. You, you don't really even know. You could guess, but a guess is a guess even if it's an educated one. Most people ask when things, especially when things aren't going their, their way or as planned, why did I have to get cancer? Why doesn't she like me? Why didn't I get that job? Why didn't I get that promotion? Why did I lose that job? But when asking why, it doesn't lead us towards our true selves. It leads us actually away from it. You know, and that's what this show is all about, getting to our true selves. So 
asking why is counterproductive to what we're trying to do. And I think it's interesting because, again, I think you're absolutely right when you talk about what this show is about. We're, we're dealing with self-awareness. And this is episode, what, 39, right? 39. We have, we've had to go through 39 episodes before we could even tackle the reality of how difficult it is to be self-aware, even though uh, we've gone through so many episodes. So I think that's a testament to how difficult true self-awareness is and how it's a rarity to actually have it. And I think throwing out the why gives us access to being part of that 15%. But I think it's I think it's what she replaces the why with that is the way to increase your self-awareness with one simple fix, to get that why out of out of your life and replace it with what? Right. So what are we going to replace it with? What? I know, that's what I just asked you. What are we going to replace it with? Who's on first? Grand Slam. Huh? There you go. No, that that is what you replace why with. Replace why with what? What? When asking what instead of why, you change the direction of the thought. Asking why keeps us stuck, keeps us in that loop that Dave was discussing. Asking what moves us forward. So for example, instead of saying why didn't I get that job? Ask, what can I do to show them that I'm the right person for this? Instead of asking, why am I depressed? Ask, what are the things that depress me? And what do they have in common? So when we ask ourselves these what questions, we have access to correct answers. Yeah, it's it's just a simple changing of the dialogue in your head, changing the direction. So instead of going backwards with the why question, you're going forwards with the what solution focused question. Because when you start it with what, it takes you down the road of finding a solution instead of dwelling in how you've been victimized by life. We immediately want to go to the why and we want to start the pity party and avoid having to actually be proactive about it because that takes effort. And again, I think that many of us think that if we are asking ourselves the why question and the the answers could be unpleasant, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if we're having to make up answers unknowingly, it could be difficult to even broach them. So it's honestly a little bit freeing to say you don't have to ask the why questions. You don't have to answer the why questions. And if you then think of the word what and turn it around, you're then looking, projecting forward. What can you do? What are the concrete actions that you could take? And again, I think the show is all about action, right? Like that's why we're going through all these different thinkers that we're encountering on the internet like and we're road testing them basically and seeing if their ideas work in the real world and i could very much think that a why question pops up in my head 
And I could now immediately stop myself and say, no, I need to reframe that with a what question. What is the more appropriate way to look at that? And that's going to be something that's focused on me, focused on true self-awareness, and focused on something that I can actually do to prevent the bad outcome that I'm hoping to avoid. I'm going to put in the center of my whiteboard the word why with a circle and a line through it. Huh? Why busters? Who are you going to call? Why busters? I can't hear you. I'm not going to yell it. I'm too tired. My punchiness has has gone away. But no, I I think this was a, and again, it is a very simple fix. She delivers on the simple fix of replacing the why with what and turning that, just use it in your life and see how it works for you. What can I do to change the outcome? What can I do to get this job? What can I do to make myself stand out from, from the crowd? That's a challenge to yourself to answer that question. And that, for me, is more invigorating than answering the the why question, which is, why didn't I measure up? It's Monday morning quarterbacking, basically. Absolutely. And you can't go back and fix that. All you could do is do it differently the next time. Learn from it. You know, that's what we talk about. Failure is our, our teacher. So you learn from it. You don't dwell in it. People want to soak in it like a hot tub. But that's just going to give you the gout of the mind. And you don't want the gout of the mind. No, you don't want the gout of the mind. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, was telling me about this uh, really bad experience she just recently had trying to volunteer. Oh. They made her fill out these forms, you know, with her information and they asked for her social security number and she's like why why am i giving my social security i'm just volunteering here i'm not i'm not trying to You're not getting paid i'm not getting paid and so she was very uncomfortable about that but she, she filled it out anyway but while she was waiting she ha- she happened to notice one of the employees uh not a volunteer but an employee a uh, manager actually just completely violating all these health codes which would be inappropriate even if there wasn't a pandemic. She's feeling really uncomfortable about the, the, the paperwork and seeing this woman being reckless, not washing her hands. She put her, took her hat off and put it on the table where there's food. And, and so when she's telling me this, she says to herself, I'm sitting there feeling uncomfortable. And I asked myself, and the next word was, What? Nice. I don't even know what she said after that because I was so impressed with the fact that she <laughs> asked herself a what question. And it was so... She nailed it. Yeah. It was great because I had just done the research for the show about that. Mm-hmm. And so I was hyper-focused on that. It was like a giant bell just went off in my head. Ding! Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was great. And, I, and then I explained to her what I had just learned. And, and I was like, you are self-aware. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of it. <laughs> she's a 15 she's percenter. You are part of the 15 percent. So kudos yeah. to you, my friend. That's great. Congratulations. Kudos to you, nameless volunteer. And good for you for wanting to volunteer. Yes. In this time of crisis. But uh, 
You know, she she asked herself what, and she came up with a solution. Did she end up volunteering for this group? No, she got the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah, she should have. Right. You know, she got her paperwork, and she got out of there. Scratch out. Yeah, take your paperwork with you and your right. social security number with you. Don't eat that dirty-ass food. No, with the hair in it. Hair with the hair tinged, the hair tinged food. My babka has a hair in it. You don't want babka with the hair in it. Although you know, somebody actually mentioned to me, it's like if you find the hair in your food, you're lucky because otherwise you would have had to eat it. That is true. You know, and there's probably a hair in there. One way or the other, there's probably a hair in there. If you found, you should say, "Oh, I found it. Yes, yeah, great. I don't have to eat it this time." Well, I think hair has a lot of protein, though. Not my cup of tea. What can we do to be more self-aware? I'll tell you what you could do. You could please share any tips or suggestions that you have that might help us get through this crisis. And please let us know what you think of this episode. Join us next week when we continue our Living It Under Quarantine Inner Self series where we continue our discussion about self-awareness and also get into emotional intelligence. And as always, please subscribe and share. And the shares uh, have been going up. We really appreciate it. And we really do mean share, 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 share the episode, share uh, what we post up on Facebook. It's all very much appreciated and it helps us grow the show. So, And also share. Like Sonny and Cher? Not Sonny and Cher. Okay, good. Because this show has no relationship to Cher. Join us on our Live It or Waste It Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search Live It or Waste It Now. And of course, we are on Instagram. So please check out all the memes you can handle over there. And for those of you who would like to financially support this podcast, we ask you to go to patreon.com slash live it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash live it. And thank you for those who have given kindly to this show. Yeah, it helps us produce the show. It helps us uh, make the show bigger. Uh, It helps us uh, invest in the show. Uh, So it's very much appreciated. And hopefully uh, you will uh, start to see and hear and watch uh, some of the things that are, we're able to do now that with the with the Patreon page. So uh, that's really awesome. If you want to contact me for about doing anything, including a podcast, you could go to someonetalkmedia.com. Or you can contact me at winedesigns.com, W-E-I-N, designs.com. Now stay inside, wear your mask, and live it. Don't waste it. Peace and love.